0: Well, good morning, Cross Point Church. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing well? Let me ask you a question. How many of you are awake this morning? I got to say, that's better than first service, but then that is first service, right? How many of you are excited about being here this morning? Okay, well, the same held true that there's more excited about being here than there are awake this morning, okay? But that's good. I'm glad to see you here this morning. So excited about what God is doing in the life of our church. And this morning we're going to be talking a little bit about that uh, as we sort of have our annual report weekend. Uh, Let me just start off by saying this you know, this past weekend with Compassion International and the compassion experience that we had here was just really remarkable. I tell you, we had over 3,000 people who came and participated in the, uh, the Compassion Experience weekend. We had 171 children that were sponsored. And I want to just, yeah, that's, that's worthy of praise. Uh, and I'll tell you why that is so in, such an incredible thing. Because, because here's what that translates to. That translates to our church uh, basically giving to, to children in third world countries, providing means for them to hear the gospel and meeting their needs what that translates for us is about $80,000 annually going to international missions under just that one line item for us as a church. And so that's incredible. And I just want to say thank you, Cross Point Church, for your compassionate hearts this past weekend that we saw that in such an incredible way. And I know the children are blessed. I sat down the, the, the next day and I wrote my letter to my my new, newest sponsor child, and uh, as I wrote the letter, I just couldn't wait till I hear back from her, so uh, little Abigail, and so I'm just looking forward to, uh, to writing to her, and Lanell and I just, uh, just getting to know her more, and, and we are anticipating her writing back to us, but uh, I also want to remind you of something we've been talking a little bit about uh, over the last couple of weeks, and that is the series that we're going to start next Sunday called Stronger, and uh, you may have seen this laying in the seat uh, when you came in this morning. It's an impact card. And what it is, is we want you to carry this impact card with you and invite a, a friend or a family member to come and be a part of this great series. I tell you, God's going to do some incredible things in this series as we talk about not just family, but we're also talking about, fa- I mean, not just marriages, but we're also talking about family. And I know some of you are thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a single, I'm not married, I, I don't have children, so this isn't relevant to me. It most certainly is relevant to you because one of the things that we are here together is a faith family, amen? And so one of the things I'm excited about through this series is that we would grow deeper, that we would go stronger, and we would grow wider as we, as we uh, just come to understand God's plan for marriage, for family, and then also for us as a family and a church where God is doing some remarkable things. So take this with you and invite someone. We can bring some chairs in if we need to. Uh, I don't know where we'll put them, but we'll bring them in. And uh, I'll tell you something that was really exciting. Right before we moved into this building, we were meeting in the warehouse. And, uh, and, and we were running about 300 or so, three or 400 people in that church when we were meeting in the warehouse. And, and when we started doing uh, work on this building to move over here, that number started increasing. And every Sunday we had somewhere between 40 and 50 people sitting on the floor during that time. God was doing some incredible things. And so, uh, I'm not opposed to sitting on the floor if I need to, I'll give up my little pastor chair right over there. Uh, and I'll sit on the floor. In fact, I think they have a picture of me sitting in a child chair, uh, back in the warehouse. I I am quite a big guy to sit in a little bitty toddler seat, but, uh, But anyway, it's just remarkable what God's doing in this place. And I know that this series is going to be a way that we can encourage people. I'll tell you a story um, uh, also that happened this weekend. I was meeting a young couple in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, I travel all over for marriage counseling, you see. But uh, I was actually in Statesboro, and this couple contacted me, asked me if I could meet with them about marriage, premarital counseling. And I started meeting with them and having coffee with them. And i told them about this series, and they've committed to being here the next four weeks, driving over from Statesboro, Georgia, to be here, to be a part of a series that they feel like is going to change their life. And so I just want to encourage you to do that. Take it home and, and give, or give it away or whatever you want to do. You know about it, but uh, your friends may not. And so that's going to be really amazing. Before we pray this morning, let me just tell you a little bit about what today is. Today's a standalone message. Uh, where we just do two things, really. We, we draw attention to the annual report, and I say draw attention because uh, really there's so much that has been put together in, in the way of just reporting to you, the church, not just finances, but a lot of the great things that God has done in the life of our church in 2015, and so that's on our website, and so I want you to just encourage you to, to go to our website this week or next or whatever. And, uh, and check it out and, and just see all the great things that God's doing. It's very interactive, very video-filled this year. And so uh, I just want to encourage you to, 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 to be a part of that. I want to draw attention to that. But also, we want to talk about and uh, really something that's even more important, and that is just recognizing God's faithfulness this morning. How many of you are, are, are sure that God is faithful in your life? Amen? Amen. Is God a faithful God or what? And so, uh, that's what we really want to highlight today and focus on today. And so, let's pray, and then we're going to dive into God's Word together. So, pray with me, if you will. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, Lord, we do thank you for this time that we have here together, this time of worship that we have experienced together. As your faith family has come together to, to really just proclaim your name to to worship you in spirit and truth, knowing, God, that you are the only one that is worthy of, of worship. And so, Father, we are gathered here today to say how encouraged we are that, that we have the opportunity to be a part of something much larger than ourselves. And so, Father, today as we prepare to dive into your word, I pray, God, that you would open our hearts and our minds, that you would help us to, to place aside every distraction that stands in our way of hearing from you. And God, as we look into your word, may we be encouraged today by your your presence in our life. May we be encouraged by how you're working in our lives as individuals and and, and, and as followers of Christ. And God, I I pray that today you would just do business with us. Lord, we love you so much and we thank you, God, for your greatness, for your glory, for your patience, for your love. God, there's just so many things we're thankful for when it comes to you we love you and we thank you in the name of jesus amen have you ever noticed how much tragedy is all around us i know that's kind of a horrible way to start off a message here this morning but you know one of the things i was thinking about as i was preparing a message for God, talking about god's faithfulness was was the reality that all around us there's tragedy in fact we see it almost every day in fact, some of you may have come in today dealing with certain circumstances in your life, and, 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 and you came in with sadness in your heart rather than just great joy for celebrating God, and you know that as a believer, that's what you want to do, but what the reality is in your life is maybe pain or suffering or, or tragedy in your life. It It's all around us. As a pastor, almost on a daily basis, I deal with tragedy in somebody's life, people calling and whether it's a marriage that's fallen apart or whether it's a, the loss of a loved one, uh, oftentimes we face tragedy. And as, as staff here at the church, we, we deal with it almost every day. We minister to those who are, who are going through great tragedies in their life. As a brother to my baby sister, I'm dealing with tragedy right now. My, my baby sister is, is literally uh, at a place in her life at 45 years old where she she's fighting a losing battle with her life. And so we were on the phone this week and just crying together and praying together. And, and, and she's dealing with this. And as a brother to her, I'm dealing with this tragedies around us. My dad, most of you know that my dad is suffering from, uh, lung, uh, lung disease and, and lung cancer. And he's fighting, you know, fighting that horrible disease. And at 84, he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, fight very well these kinds of things and so as a son there's tragedy in my life I you know as I, as I deal with that sort of thing but the reality is this is that despite the the tragedies or the sufferings that we experience in life and I know that for many of you maybe 2015 was one of the hardest years that you ever faced you know for many of us we go through life and tragedy exists all around us suffering exists all around us pain and hurt and anxiety exist all around us but there's always this and i i've come to believe this with all my heart there's always the evidence also of god's faithfulness in our life amen there's always evidence of god's faithfulness and so this morning i want to dive into a, a passage of Scripture that speaks loudly on this issue. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, go ahead and turn to Psalm chapter 100, Psalm 100. Uh, this is a very short psalm. It's not very long, just five verses long, but Psalm 100. And, and the title to this, mes- this message is A Reason to Praise, A Reason to Give Praise and obviously, I'm talking about praising God. I'm talking about worshiping God. But here we see a reason to praise God, to, give, to offer praise and honor and glory to God despite what may be going on in our life. Our, our life circumstances should not, should not establish for us whether or not we're going to praise God or not. The reality is no matter what's going on in our life, there are great reasons to praise God. Oftentimes when I'm coaching younger church planners who have questions as they, as they start a new work or they, they're planning a church or they're trying to pastor the flock that God has given them, they will come to me and they'll, they'll, they'll give me their problems and they're asking how to overcome the issues that they face. And I talk to them about this one thing. I say, you need to come to a place where you can celebrate nothingness. And, and that doesn't make sense at times, but the reason I sort of phrase it like that or, or or place that sort of term around this idea is because so often even pastors get sort of overwhelmed with all the the things that are happening and it seems as though there's nothing really to praise God about this week, but the reality there's always something to praise God about. You know, it may not be in this person's life, but collectively as a body of believers, we come to a place where there really is just something always we can find somewhere where God's at work in the lives of individuals and in our life collectively as the body of Christ. And so I challenge them to celebrate nothingness. In other words, find that which God is doing in your life and give honor and praise and glory to him because he is so worthy of that. And so this morning we see a text in scripture, we see a passage, a psalm, where this sort of reminds us of the reality that we should have praise on our hearts, that we should have thanksgiving on our hearts, that we should be giving thanks to God despite where we find ourselves in life. So read this with me if you will, Psalm 100. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness is to all the generations. I love Psalm 100. It is very simple, yet it is very profound. In fact, it's often been said that for Psalm 100, it's shallow enough for the immature to play in without drowning, yet deep enough for the most mature Christians that they could never touch bottom. I love that. Psalm 100 is an amazing text of Scripture that really helps the believer refocus on the reasons that we should praise God and the, the fact that, that as we live our life, that our lives shouldn't be defined by the grumbling or the complaining of, uh, that we have for this life or the the fretting or the fuming or the anxiety that we feel when we face suffering in our life or hardship, but the reality is as we consider coming into the presence of God, we should come into the presence of God with thanksgiving and with joyful noise being made to the Lord, serving Him with gladness and coming into His presence with singing. I love this passage. It teaches us something about worship. It it teaches us something about, about understanding the reality that we should have a grateful heart toward God. That we should love Him. That we should we should trust Him. That we should follow Him in everything that we do. And the first four verses of of, of these of these five verses they offer instruction on exactly how our praise ought to be. I want to offer these two things to you this morning. The first one is this: is that our offer, our, excuse me, our praise should be an exaltation through. Worship and exaltation through worship. Verses 1 and 2, we see this as, as really a calling to worship. And many of us would consider what we just did as we sang the songs here this morning as a, as a time of worship, and indeed it is. It's certainly a time where we are worshiping God. But, but I want us to look at this because this is truly powerful to consider here. In, in verse 1, uh, David starts off and he says this He says, Make joyful noise. To the Lord all the earth. Make joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. And so he's talking about this reality that we should proclaim with loudness, that we should proclaim with a shout of joy unto the Lord, that we should, we should be coming to the Lord, making this proclamation that He is God, this joyful noise. Many times we use this phrase when we describe our own singing, don't you? I know I do. You know, I've often told people, and I know this is oldie but goldie, but, you know, uh, I'm just making joyful noise to uh, when, we, when we sing the praise and worship. I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. It just has never been a part of my gifting. In fact, I sing solo. I sing solo, you can't hear me. Uh, in fact, the person sitting next to me cannot hear me. I can hear me, but that's as loud as it needs to be, right? And, and so as I think about my worship to the Lord, I, I think about that being joyful noise but that's not what David is talking about here David is talking about a proclamation being made where the people of God would recognize that he is God and that the people of God would be so excited about everything that God's doing that they can't keep their mouths shut about the glories of God And so he's talking about making a joyful noise. In fact, as you look at the original language, we begin to see that what he's talking about is really raising a ruckus in the name of of, of God, in the name of a holy and righteous God, being loud, shouting from the rooftops that he is glorious, that he is God. And so here we see this, this psalm that begins to teach us that that there should be exaltation through worship and that this worship includes us just literally proclaiming and being loud for Jesus. Now, I can do that. But here's what we see when we look into this text. Make a joyful noise. And unfortunately, I believe in today's Christian culture, oftentimes the only noise we make about God is in our complaints. Oftentimes, the only noise that we make with God is when God is not blessing us the way that we think He should bless us. Oftentimes, the the times that we are proclaiming anything about Jesus, we're not proclaiming anything, we're just asking questions like, Why God? And what this text teaches us is that we are to enter into His presence with thanksgiving, we are to enter into His presence with joy. And we are to shout from the rooftops that God is glorious. And so he says here, make a joyful noise to all the earth. You know, a lot of times here in, on, on Sunday morning, I I challenge you to applause. It's not for me. Uh, you know, I hope you know that. When when I when I challenge you and I say, hey, could we give praise honor and glory to Jesus that's exactly what I'm hoping that we can do is make some noise for Jesus because quite honestly sometimes y'all are just too quiet okay can we just praise Jesus right now can we just uh, there you go there you go that's making joyful noise good example you said it better not good that's beautiful isn't it I think sometimes we just scared to death to get loud over Jesus. We're scared to death sometimes to... You know, we, we got to be like, okay, Pastor Dave. But God says, God's Word says, make a joyful noise to all the earth. Here's something else that we see as we look at this. He says also, he says, serve the Lord with gladness. You know what I'm so thankful for is the reality that every week when we come into this place... There are hundreds of people that are serving the Lord with gladness. There's probably a few that are grumbling as they do it. <laughs> you know I didn't want it's supposed to work this week you know uh, but but the reality is I have staff that say that actually The reality is though is that for the most part, we come into this place and and many of us gather in this room, right We gather in this room for 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 corporate worship for for a community of worship, a body of believers coming together. But the reality is just outside of these walls, there are volunteers and people who are, who are serving the Lord. And this morning, that is their worship to God. Amen? I'm so thankful that they care enough for our children that they are over there right now either caring for them or teaching them the things of Jesus. And so we have this remarkable opportunity to pour into our children and to serve the Lord with gladness. He says also, he says, come into presence with singing. That's what we just did a while ago with our praise and worship team, right? We come into his presence with singing. That's why we start off like we do with the music that we sing. And i tell you, I am so thankful that we have just such a, a gifted worship team here at this church that they can lead us into the presence of God, that we can come into the presence of God through singing, lifting up our voices in praise and adoration to God. I got so tickled this morning. There were three guitarists up here. There was, there was Spence, and there was Zach, and there was Chris Graco over here. And at one time in that opening song, they were in sync. I was like, did they plan that? Like, the you know, the Backstreet Boys or something, you know? I mean, they're just going at it, you know? I was like, man, I don't know if they know it or not, but they are in sync, boy. I was so excited. They were just worshiping the Lord. But neither one just completely, you know, just, they never, want, neither one of them knew the other one was doing it. It was, it was beautiful. Watching boys move like that, you know, just worshiping God. But I praise God that we have a team that can come up here and just lead us in the in a, in a time of, of song, a time of praise. Because, you know, corporate worship is really a beautiful thing, isn't it? Sure, we can worship together, I mean, alone. We can, we can worship in our living room. We worship through the reading of God's Word. We worship in our quiet time. We can even sing praises and adorations to God all along. But there's just something beautiful about the church coming together and lifting our voices together and praise and adoration to a holy and righteous God, isn't it? I love those times where the band kind of stops. You know, we never really, that's when you realize you're singing too loud, you know, <laughs> but but they kind of stop, and you hear, the, you hear the whole crowd just worshiping God in song. I love that. It's a beautiful thing to come together. We should value coming to church, not because we should come to church, but because we have an opportunity to come together and to worship God together as a community of believers who love the Lord. I love what we see in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says this, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more As you see the day drawing near, you know, there are mornings where I wake up and I just don't want to go to church. Have you ever had those mornings? I know you have, or or you're lying. (laughs) You may have had it this morning, right? But I don't think there's ever a day when I leave that I'm not so glad that I came. Not a day when I left when I wasn't so glad that I came. To fellowship with one another, to be a part of each other's life, to to worship corporately together, to lift up our voices in song and adoration. And so there should be great value in coming together. Gathering together, God uses this time to impact lives. You know, you realize that, that each and every week when we gather, whether it's Sunday morning or throughout the week, you know, God uses those times to impact people's lives. And literally every single week. There are hundreds of children and youth and even adults that are impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ through gathering together and worshiping together in the different ministries that we have here at this church. And I'm so thankful for that. This past year in 2015, we saw 28 new believers follow through with believers' baptism, just like we did this morning. Isn't that a wonderful thing to see a young man? Amen. Make joyful noise. It's such a wonderful thing to see a young man who proclaims Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and then follows through with a believer's baptism in obedience to what God is calling him to do. That is so encouraging to me to see that taking place in the life of the church. We had 93 new partners join the church, families that are, that are, that are coming to this church and saying this as they, as they find this place to be a home they're saying you know what I understand the vision I embrace the vision and I want to participate in the vision that God has given this body to carry out in this city and so I love that and that's worth celebrating as the new partners in our church and, and just knowing that God is just doing incredible things the word of God says make a joyful noise all the earth serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing and so here we see this beautiful thing being laid out in Psalm 100, the first couple of verses. Now in 3 and 4, we see something different. We see a little, a little something else here being added to the equation. Something that, that praise should, should look like. And here's what it is. It's exaltation through community. Now I'm not talking about the community outside the walls. I'm talking about the community inside the walls. And so what we see is just by simply coming together, we are bringing glory to God. Why? Because we are his people. God didn't intend for us to walk through this journey or walk this journey alone. He brings people together. That is the purpose of the local church, to bring people together. We, we look different. We all have different understandings about life. We, 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 some are short, some are tall. And you know. And, and so the reality is this, is that we, we look different. There are many different races that are gathered in this room. Praise God. Let me just say praise God for that. And so the reality is, yeah, you can praise God for that. Make a joyful noise that we are a diverse group. But believe it or not, I think heaven's going to be pretty diverse. <laughs> Better get used to it now, right? Unfortunately for so many of our gatherings in, 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 in the South, it's just not the way it is. But praise God, it is here. But we look different. We come together, though. And just by coming together and, 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 and belonging to one another, to being a faith family, just by gathering together, we bring glory to God. Listen to what it says here in in, in, in verses 3 and 4. It says, know that that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and listen to this, and we are His, we are His people. It's just such a beautiful thing. Just such a beautiful thing to see the local church coming together. We are coming together that we could be a part of something much greater than ourselves. We are coming together that we could be a part of something much larger than we could ever be on our own. i tell you, I just love what happened last week as we had the compassion experience and so many people. Amy was on the phone just about all week long answering the phone from people in the community saying, what is going on over there? Radio stations calling saying, hey, what's What's happening over there? And even saying to us in the conversations, the many conversations that we had, I'm so thankful for the ministry that you have in Crosspoint Church. Not talking about me, talking about us. It's a beautiful thing when God's people come together and begin to function as a body of Christ. For what? To bring glory to His name. It's a beautiful thing. And so here we see this. We see something amazing. We are a community of believers that God has brought together for his glory. I want to take you somewhere as we try to wrap up here in just a little bit. But turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 2. We've actually preached on this several times, uh, especially as we look at the new year and things like that. And I'm not going to preach on it. We just don't have time for that. But, But I do want to draw attention to some of the things here because I think it's a great reminder for us. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. This is the early church. This is, this is the church is established right after Jesus ascended into heaven. This is the, the early believers coming together. And if we want to understand how the church should function together as one body, this is a great place to, to begin. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says this. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and... And look at this, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. You know what the key word here is in this passage? Devoted. Devoted. You see, they were followers of Christ Jesus. They were disciples. They were authentic believers. God had done something remarkable in their life, but as we As we look at their life coming together as one, as Jesus has ascended into heaven, and now they are to carry out the mission of Christ on this earth, we begin by reading these words, and they devoted themselves to what? To all of these things. I love it they say it says they devoted themselves to discipleship they devoted themselves to the the apostles teachings you know one of the things that we have in in place in this church is life groups and all the different ministries that that are ministering to so many different people and so discipleship is something that we should all be devoted to we should all be a part of a small group that this church wouldn't just be a place where we get sort of deluded in the crowd, but we come together and we build meaningful relationships and discipleships takes place in our life. The early church was devoted to discipleship. They were devoted to fellowship. That is the breaking of bread, the, the coming together, being one body together. And so fellowship was a big part of their life. To the prayers, that's why we pray in our services. Spence prays, I pray. Many different times we pray throughout this the service because it's so important that we come together. It's important that after the service that we come and we pray on this altar, that we become a church that is a church of prayer. The early church was devoted to prayer. And then finally, they were also devoted to generosity. They were devoted to generosity. It says they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. We read. Uh, in verse 46, that they, they had glad and generous hearts. And so they were devoted to generosity. And so here, here's what we see in the early church, and I thank God, I thank God for what He's doing in this place. Let me just say this morning, Cross Point Church, I am so thankful that, that you are a generous people. I am thankful that you are generous with your giving, of your time, of your money, your resources. I am thankful that we have embraced a heart of generosity in this church. You know, part of drawing attention to the annual report, I guess, is is, is is sort of giving an overview of the finances. You can go online and you can see our budget for last year and for this next year. But in 2015, what we saw as far as total receipts for 2015 was 1846600 and 57 dollars that is worthy of praising god amen that is worthy of praising god most of that goes toward our missional budget we call it missional budget because everything that we do here has to do with evangelism discipleship Counseling people in need, ministering to our community, ministering to each other. Every dime that is spent, it goes toward the missional thrust. Let me just say this. Your, your team, your staff, your, your, your ministry team at this church, they are your missionaries to this city. Amen? They are your missionaries to this city. Oftentimes, people in their minds, they sort of separate church staff from missionaries. What is the difference? Nothing. Nothing. They are your missionaries to this city. And so one of the things that we see is, is, is that, that God has brought together people that are generous in their giving, and we, we see this amazing thing. We, ha- we saw $337,146 raised for our vertical initiative, and this is what I'm so excited about. God has a way of opening the door that we could build a future and permanent home for our church. Amen? I am so excited about that. How many of you are thankful that God has accomplished much. Do you realize that this time next year, unless we have an earthquake or something like that, I mean, you know, and that's all in God's hands, but this time next year, we'll be meeting in a permanent home, a place of equipping, amen, a place of equipping, a place of ministry, a place of community, and we'll have even more room than we have here to bring in more families into this place and be a part of a wonderful faith family of God. I am so excited about what God is doing in this place. I am so excited. And so here we see that that this this text, it, it challenges us to be grateful for what God has done in and through the church, to be grateful despite what we're going through. Enter into His presence with praise and thanksgiving. That's what my desire is for us this morning. As we prepare to to wind down this message in just a moment, as we prepare to, to bring this to a close, I pray that our hearts would be inclined to remembering that God is faithful. Nothing that happens in this place is possible outside of what God wants to happen in this place. Nothing. This is much bigger than us. God is moving in a mighty way within our heart and our church, our church family, and, and in this community. I love what 1 Corinthians 1, 1.9 says. Paul is writing to the, to the Corinthian church, and you know, many times they were, they were dealing with stuff in their church. They were dealing with hardship. They were dealing with disunity. They were dealing with a lot of grumbling and complaining. There was all kind of issues. It was, a, it was really a troubled church, if you will. And so Paul's writing, and as he's writing to them, something that he says that I think is just so amazing. He says this. He says, God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. There's so much about our future that honestly scares me to death. You know, I mean, it just, I mean, I, I'm just a man, you know, and, and when I think about what God wants to do, I mean, I, sometimes I just get in the way of that. You know, I just get fearful and I, I'm like, Lord, I don't know how, and He has to remind me, well, I didn't ask you to do it. But I am thankful that we have God's word to turn to, and that it's in God's word that we see truths like we see here in this passage where Paul is writing to a troubled church. I don't see what we have here as a a troubled church. I'm just saying that was the situation they were in. And even as he writes to a troubled church, he says, God is, say it with me, faithful. Say it with me again. God is faithful. He's faithful. It's beautiful it's beautiful to see God at work know that the Lord He is God it is He who has made us and we are His and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture enter the gates with thanksgiving His courts with praise enter into His presence with praise give thanks to Him and bless His name and then this is how the passage ends for the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness is to all generations. You remember the subtitle to our series Vertical? I don't know if you do or not. I do, because we came up with it, you know. But it's, it's this. It's building up generations of disciples. You remember? That's important to us. It's not about building a building, is it? It's not about a building. It's not about growing a church larger. It's about building up generations of disciples. And that's why I'm so thankful that outside of these walls, children are being raised as disciples of Jesus Christ. They are the future generation. And here's what the Word of God tells us here. That God is faithful not only to us today, but to the generations to come. I can go to the grave being thankful. I don't have any plans right now. Just hold your horses. But I can go to the grave happy, blessed, joyful, because I know that God cares about the generations of disciples that are raised up in this place amen beautiful thing already God's at work in 2016 I didn't share this with you earlier let me just share this you know three years ago we bought the land we paid $157,000 an acre that sounds like a lot for commercial real estate it's not really that much in fact there was about twice that much more in equity that we had when we went into that building. But we paid 157000 Let me just tell you one way, one example of how God is being faithful. When we master planned that, we decided that we would sell two lots on the front of that property. Because they were very valuable and they would help fund the mission that God is doing here. And so we divided it up, those two lots, as we prepared to move forward with vertical, we divided them up. And on January the 11th, about three weeks ago, we closed on one of those lots. And we sold one lot that we paid $157,000 for. We sold it for $600,000. Praise God for that. That's how God is taking care of us, Crosspoint. That's how God is faithful to the vision that he gives us as a body of believers. We already have calls coming in for the other. God is faithful, not only to us, but also future generations. God is also blessing us with an expansion in our ministry team. You know, God has a way of bringing people here, and they're part of our church, and, and then somehow, way, they just they surrender their life to a calling and then find their way on... On the team with us and I, I want to just share with you a couple of people that have been added to the team just this year. Ethan Lee, many of you know Ethan Lee, he came about January of last year and in August we called him as our minister to, to our college ministry to give Gabe the opportunity to be able to pour more into, into our family ministry and our children ministry and our youth ministry and so we've got big plans for that, but I want to welcome, and I want you to welcome with me, Ethan Lee, as our college minister. So thankful. Just so thankful for, for the role that he plays. Another one is, is Nick Hampton. Nick Hampton came on with us earlier. He, hasn't, he has not been somebody we added to the team. He's been a part of our team since we launched the campus equipment. But he's been a part of that. And so we're kind of shifting him over into giving him more responsibility. Some of you know Nick. Maybe you don't. You'll get to know him because he's going to be very involved with our family ministry as he comes along beside Gabe and just helps him. One of the things that we want to launch here is a midweek children's ministry. And so he's going to be spearheading that up along with Gabe. And so would you welcome Nick Hampton to our ministry team? (laughs) Amen. Richard Raines, who's over here and is sporting his Georgia Bulldog uh, pullover over there, and praise God for the Georgia Bulldogs as well, just want to throw that in there. I know you Florida fans, y'all can leave now, I don't care. <laughs> Alabama too, you know, throw that out there. But Richard Raines has come on staff with us as, as, as our director of life groups. You know, if you know anything about our vision for life groups here, They are the backbone of our church, and one of the things is we really want to expand that because we are anticipating a lot more people being a part of our faith family over the next couple of years, and so he's come on to be a part of helping us there. And then also another guy that you may not have known, he was the third guitarist back here that was in sync, but Chris Graco. How many of you know Chris? Amen. (laughs) Welcome welcome, Chris and Richard to our team as well this morning. Chris is going to be coming on as one of our worship leaders, helping with our youth and our college ministry. So God's adding to our team. Can we welcome these people to our team? Amen. Because it is so important that we, that we have the leadership in place. And here's what we know, that we, we know God is going to continue to build that team as we as we move forward but God has a way of just bringing people into the life of the church who serve faithfully who are devoted to the teaching to the vision to the to the calling that God has placed and God is bringing people together but let me just say this this ministry team couldn't do it without all of you either and so Cross Point Church we have a lot to celebrate for 2015 and we have a lot to celebrate as we look ahead to 2016. Amen? Amen. Let us praise God one more time, and then I'll pray. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And God, we thank you for your grace in our life. God, every one of us, as recipients of your grace, God, we, we understand it. We know that, God, there's nothing really we do to ever deserve anything from you. But God, you're a gracious God, you're a merciful God, and Lord, we, we just praise you and we worship you this morning. God, I am so thankful for, God, just 2015 and what it means for us. Lord, knowing, knowing that so many people saw some of the most difficult circumstances in their life this past year, and Lord, for them, I pray that 2016 would be a marvelous year. But God, in the end, your word teaches us that despite whatever it is that we've gone through, Father, all we have to do is look around and we can see where there is so much that you are worthy to be praised over. And so Father, we worship you this morning. We are thankful for your presence in our life. We are thankful for the life change that we see every day as we look, into, look all around us and we just see you moving and in such incredible ways. God, I am thrilled to death to be a part of a great movement called Cross Point Church. And Lord, I'm thankful that, that this place is more than just the church that we attend. It is the family of God that we belong to. And so Father, thank you for what you've done here. Thank you for what you're going to continue to do here. And it's in the name of Jesus that we praise you. Amen.